peace, love, and liberation. Welcome to Bear Soul Sessions. My name is Aziza Love. Bear Soul Sessions is a weekly podcast that invites listeners to tune in to a contemplative, educational, and entertaining conversation about music, meditation, pleasure, intimacy, holistic well-being, and everything in between. It is a safe space to be real, be raw, and be bare in every sense. Let's begin by bringing awareness to the breath. Taking a moment to slow down. Begin to ask yourself questions, not necessarily looking for an answer to those questions, but ask, how am I feeling? What am I feeling? What am I noticing in this moment? As I breathe, inhaling deeply, exhaling. deeply, expanding the stomach, exhale, drawing the belly button closer to the spine, inhale, filling that stomach with air, exhale, allowing it to collapse, breathe in deep. moment is valuable. Your mind is valuable. Deep breath in, acknowledging the power of this moment. Exhale with gratitude. As you find everything is well. All is well. And with each breath, that becomes more and more clear. Inhaling deeply and intentionally filling the lungs with gratitude. Exhaling giving that gratitude to the air and atmosphere around you. Inhale. Exhale. And release. Inhale deeply. 
sending love all throughout your body into the brain. Exhale. Noticing a current of energy moving through the body. With each inhale, your diaphragm expands, creating more room for inspiration. With each exhale, you leave your essence to bless the world around you. Inhale, receiving the blessings of the universe. Exhale, acknowledging its beauty. You are a part of this beauty, this light that shines within. Whatever is happening, wherever you are, all that is needed now is breath. Inhale deeply. Noticing the beauty of your own being. Perhaps placing a hand on your heart. Feeling your heartbeat. Taking a moment to tune in. To join that heartbeat in its rhythm and pulse to join that heartbeat and to raise its frequency inhaling deeply honoring that heartbeat exhaling and flowing with its rhythm Heartbeat spread throughout your being. All that matters is now. Right here. Right now. Today's mantra that beautiful things are happening now. Beautiful things are happening now. Inhale.
exhale, providing Each breath, you honor that beauty inside. It is a blessing to have breath in this moment. deeply and intentionally accepting all of these beautiful things. Exhale. no disturbing this peace. May it carry on with you throughout all your days. Namaste. Can't stop, won't stop, get guap. Can't stop, won't stop, get guap. Can't stop, won't stop, can't stop, won't stop, can't stop, won't stop, can't stop, won't stop, get guap. Can't stop, beep, beep, can't stop. Have my money. Can't stop, won't stop, get guap. Yo, okay, so now that we all zen, we in this place of peace, right? We all relaxed and we got the mind right, we got the spirit right. Now it's time to get the money right, get the pockets right, okay? So this part of the show is called Money Manifesto, part of Moon Day Meditation. And it is really just me trying to motivate myself because I need this shit and me motivating you any listeners out there to get in the bag and not just get in the bag attract all of the bags okay we are swimming in bags right now 
and these bags are full of blessings and abundance and I really want to remind you that you are not looking for money. We are not out here looking for money. Oh, absolutely not. Money is finding us, okay? So, I'm going to flip this and speak in first person and encourage you all to, you know, have this be flowing in your minds as, you know, words that you're saying to yourself, okay? So, I am valuable. I am a money magnet. The bag is chasing me. I don't chase the bag. The bag chases me. Everywhere I go and everything I do is in divine alignment with my financial well-being, my financial freedom. I experience financial freedom. Financial freedom is mine. I am not concerned about paying for bills. All of my bills are paid on time. All of my bills are paid on time. All of my bills are paid with grace. All of my bills are paid. Okay? I am great at saving money. I am getting better at saving money. I am free of debt. I am a money magnet. Period. I do not chase the bag. The bag chases me. Okay? I am in my lane, in my zone, and I am attracting abundance. I am attracting blessings in abundance. I am receiving unexpected gifts of wealth. I receive unexpected gifts of wealth. Finances come to me easily. I am in a position in my life where money is flowing to me frequently. Money flows to me frequently and consistently. Money flows to me naturally and organically. I am money. Money is me. I am valuable. I am valuable. I do not chase the bag. The bag chases me, period. I am attracting wealth and abundance. I am wealth and abundance. I am valuable. I am valuable. I am attracting wealth and financial freedom with every breath. With every breath, I am attracting wealth and abundance. With every inhale, I receive my financial abundance. With every exhale, I am free of worry and concern. I release negative ideals about money. I release negative ideas about working. I release negative ideas about hustling because I do not chase the bag. The bag chases me, okay? I am financially free. I deserve wealth. I deserve abundance. I deserve 
financial freedom. I am experiencing financial freedom. I am reaching my financial goals of the day, of the year, of this generation. I am wealthy. I am wealthy. I am wealthy. I am unafraid and unbothered. I am wealthy beyond measure. I am valuable beyond measure. I am experiencing financial freedom. All of my bills are paid with love. All of my bills are paid with grace. All of my bills are paid on time. All of my bills are paid. I am grateful for the financial blessings in my life. I receive blessings upon blessings upon blessings. I receive blessings in my bank account now. I am receiving abundance now. I do not chase the bag. The bag chases me. Oh my gosh, the day has finally come. What's good, family? Hello, 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 yeah. Uh, (laughs) It is the very first episode of Bear Soul Sessions, and I'm so excited, so excited. I've done a weird amount of obsessing over this thing um, and just talking to myself (laughs) for a long time to bring you all this podcast. It's been a long time coming, and I've been really excited to just start sharing my voice, sharing my opinions, sharing my views on life and love and the pursuit of pleasure uh, with you all. And now here we are. Look at us. We cute. We made it. Um, So this part of the show uh, is focused on the naked truth. Um, Don't get too excited. Uh, I will be getting into the real raw bear raunchiness in a moment, but before that, I do want to um, share an educational moment with you all. So, for those of you that don't know, I do have a background in massage therapy, anatomy, and physiology. So, this portion of the show is to really highlight different parts of the body, different muscle groups, bones, ligaments, tendons. Um, and happenings in the body that is not necessarily common knowledge. I think it's a shame that education has, well, the Western education system has just kind of stripped away anatomy and physiology um, from the main curriculum. I don't think that's fair uh, because literally every person has a body (laughs) and every body has muscles and every bodies have bones every bodies have organs and perhaps they're all different in their own respects we all have them and i think it's important for us to know what they are and what they do and to further find things to be grateful for and to further find commonalities amongst us all, right? So, 
Um, each week I'll be choosing different body parts, muscle groups, bones, tendons, ligaments, organs, whatever, uh, to describe in hopes to shed some light on what's going on beneath all of our skin. So, the very first naked truth I'll share is about the trapezius muscle. Some of you may be familiar, some of you may not be, but I'm going to read this um, little write-up on trapezius. Okay, along with the latissimus dorsi, the rhomboids, and levator scapula, which we'll talk about another time, the trapezius muscle is one of the widest back muscles. Broad muscle bands cross the back, providing upright posture support. The trapezius and semispinalis capitis muscles create a muscle column along the back portion of the neck. The trapezius is the most superficial, or nearest to the skin, of the back, neck, and upper trunk muscles. This triangular muscle is broad and flat, lying just beneath the skin and covering the upper back of the shoulders and neck. It links to the dorsal vertebrae of the spine, scapulae, clavicles, and ribs. This muscle is named for its trapezoid shape. The trapezius muscle is a postural and active movement muscle used to tilt and turn the head and neck, shrug, steady the shoulders, and twist the arms. The trapezius elevates, depresses, rotates, and retracts the scapula, or shoulder blade. Innervation of the trapezius is derived from the spinal accessory nerve. We'll talk more about that another time. The descending part of the trapezius muscle supports the arms. The transverse part retracts the scapulae, and the ascending part medially rotates or depresses the scapulae. So, all of that basically means if you take your hands and place them right on each shoulder, you probably are feeling some kind of tension there. Go ahead, reach for it, reach for your neck. When you see, you know, those cheesy movies where somebody's like grabbing their partner's shoulders and they're like, oh, you're so tense. They're talking most times about that superficial muscle, the trapezius. So one thing that I like to do in my practice and meditation or movement, um, I like to try and provide some ease to my trapezius muscles by cupping my hand as if, you know, I'm grabbing like a burger. (laughs) So really try to imagine this and, you know, try to do it if you've got the time and space. But act as if you're holding a, an air burger and take your hand and grab onto that muscle by placing your thumb right on your collarbone and grabbing the muscle as if you're cupping it. And just hold on for a moment and kind of squeeze that muscle, drawing your four fingers closer to your thumb. I suggest that if you're using your right hand, you're reaching for the left shoulder. If you're using your left hand, you're reaching for the right shoulder. But really, just take a moment to 
to hold on to this muscle, familiarize with it, and maybe take a deep breath. And as you exhale, feel what happens to that muscle as you're holding on to it. And this time as you grab, I invite you to shrug your shoulder a bit and see how that muscle bunches up in your hands as you're grabbing. Inhale deeply, and as you exhale, slowly start to draw those four fingers closer to the thumb, squeezing out that muscle. Now, using the inside of your hand, let's say you're using your right hand with your left shoulder, take that right hand and sweep down from the ear all the way down the shoulder, down to the arm, and just repeat that motion. Because anytime you do work on the body, you work on yourself, you want it to be a fluid motion. So you're really taking whatever toxins and maybe in the muscles, whatever tension is in those muscles, you're sweeping it out down towards the heart so that fluid and that blood can be recirculated throughout the body. So again, you're sweeping from underneath the ear all the way down the neck to the shoulder, down to the arm. And then you're going to want to repeat on the other side using your left hand to grab onto your right shoulder, putting that thumb right near the collarbone and grabbing that trapezius muscle and you'll probably feel how tight it is you want to bring your awareness to your breath as you're squeezing drawing that those four fingers closer to the thumb really getting a good hold of that muscle and hold it for a little bit and you may experience release again I encourage you to inhale maybe as you're grabbing shrug your shoulder a bit so you can really feel that tension that's built up in that area and as you exhale really allow that muscle to release and relax as you continue to do this or perhaps you haven't gotten the chance and maybe you'll revisit this once you're home or in another space that you feel allows you to do so. Remember to finish by sweeping underneath that ear all the way down the neck to the shoulder, all the way down the arm, back up to sweep once again using that inside of the hand really allowing that blood to circulate through the body and really allowing yourself a gentle finish. For those of you that did have the space and capacity to practice that self-touch technique, I hope that was releasing for you. I hope that was soothing. This is something that you can try every day or at any time you feel tension oftentimes uh, the ways that we sleep can be 
not necessarily harmful, but aren't conducive to that trapezius muscle being relaxed. So in your morning meditation, perhaps you're listening to this in the morning, I encourage you to shrug your shoulders a bit, do some rotation of the shoulders to really allow that trapezius muscle to get some release and for those muscle fibers to lengthen. Because oftentimes many people, myself included, sleep on our sides. So our shoulders are right up to our ears and that can potentially lead to headaches and just all that stress that sits on the shoulders. Just really from my own personal experience, there's nothing good for me. So I encourage you as you move forward to keep that trapezius muscle in mind. You want it to be relaxed. You want it to be long and calm, right? Okay, so moving forward, I'm very excited and a little bit nervous to add this segment, but here we go. All right, folks. Here we are in a very vulnerable moment in time. And yes, you heard it right. Voodoo pussy. Did I say it? Yes, I did. Will I say it again? Absolutely. Pussy. So, I don't know if y'all can tell, I'm a little out of breath. (laughs) And it's because I just enjoyed quite a moment of pleasure for myself. And I want to talk about pleasure. I want to talk about how spiritual and how uplifting and safe and explosive it can be for you, for your partner, for your lover, and even for your mama, whoever. (laughs) Pleasure is this beautiful happening inside the body, inside the spirit that I think should be experienced by all. And I'll open and start off this very first Voodoo Pussy segment by saying, you know, let's get over this idea that we shouldn't talk about sex and we shouldn't talk about pleasure How the fuck do you think you got here? You got here by way of fuck. You got here by way of sex. You got here by way of this creation, this this happening of creation. So, um, to describe this segment a bit, uh, my intention is to be... A bit more bare with you all and inspire others to you know be free in themselves like stand firm in what brings you pleasure stand firm in your nut whatever busting your nut means to you 
stand firm in that shit. Identify with that shit. Talk about it. Be about it. I think it's really important. And I think um, orgasms are spiritual, okay? I don't know how y'all been doing your orgasms, or perhaps you've never experienced one. And if that's the case, honey, listen, this segment is for you. We're going to talk about how to get there. We're going to talk about self-touch. I want to talk about different moments for those of you that, you know, find yonis or vaginas or pussies pleasurable. I want to talk about like how to commune with the pussy, how to become one with the pussy, whether it's your own or a partner's. We are becoming one with them and not just the pussy. I want to talk about the penis as well. Um, and eventually I'll find, you know, a, a suitable name for the penis. But for now, you know, you know where my head's at. For now, we're just going to say penis. Maybe we'll say dick. I don't know. I'll, I'll probably like go in and out. Ha, pun intended. <laughs> so, um, for this first episode, I really want to just introduce Voodoo Pussy by talking about identification and identity and gender and everything around those things. So, um, Hi, I think there's tons of different ways to identify, and over the years it's become quite a conversation, and you know, a lot of folks are real serious about their identity, and I think that's really powerful and empowering. Um, For me personally, I I don't get hung up on, you know, being called the wrong pronoun and there are plenty of times especially because you know I cut my hair very short there have been plenty of times where I get um young man sir or whatever um and I typically identify as a woman um a queer woman and as far as like sexual identity and sexual preference many of you may have thought that you knew me before tuning in, but you're gonna learn today, okay? So, my sexual preference is pretty wide uh, on the spectrum. Um, So, I guess most would identify me as queer um, or pansexual. Which means that I am attracted holistically, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and sexually to heterosexual men, bisexual men, um, hetero and bi and lesbian women, um, trans masks, trans femme. And what else? 
yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's it. Um, but the thing about attraction for me is that it's this vast thing and you never really, I guess I never really know what I'm necessarily attracted to until I'm in the moment. Um, I have recently found myself to be extremely attracted to those who are assigned female at birth. Um, and for me, it's been different waves, I guess, throughout my life where, you know, at first I found myself attracted to more masculine women and then I found myself wildly attracted to more feminine women and then I found myself attracted to, um, trans masculine individuals and I've also found myself attracted to you know men but it's been or more masculine men I should say um with more masculine features if that makes sense um it does make sense but mind you I'm not saying manly or like more woman-like I'm not saying that because I think those are tied to gender norms that, you know, it's my hope to deconstruct with this segment. But um, I do want to talk about what I enjoy most about the different kinds of folks that I'm attracted to. Um, so for those who identify as, you know, men or who are more masculine, um there's an energy that's undeniable like that that masculine energy that big dick energy i'm like yes you know i have naturally a balance i think of um a very feminine nature and also i got some big dick energy uh in my being i've called it fat dick spirit <laughs> um but yeah i've got that in me as well Especially when I pull out, you know, my turtlenecks and my, um, and my suspenders. You're not fucking with me, um, when I put my button-up shirts on. You don't want these problems when I got my collar popping, okay? Um, (laughs) but there's something about that balance of energy, that, like, aggression that's, yeah, it's, it's delicious, um, and as far as those that identify as women, I just think we're we're beautiful, we're breathtaking. Um, I think the anatomy of those who identify as women, um, and also the energy that comes along with femininity is magical yes we're all magical and I'm obviously biased uh but yeah and let's talk about voodoo pussy though (laughs) y'all I'm extra I'm so extra but I think there's something amazing about vagina (laughs) uh about the vulva about the clitoris and 
maybe I'm biased, but honestly, I've only just recently began this very queer journey. Um, I came out publicly about four years ago, maybe five years ago, and it's definitely been a very long journey of finding self and finding pleasure um because when I was a kid uh when I was about maybe like six seven years old um I realized I don't this this was a time where like porn was like the internet was just recently like starting to get some hype right and people had like tapes for porn like those old VHS you know what I'm talking about when you find them in your parents like little TV cabinets underneath the actual TV you know good and damn well you're not supposed to be going in there but you do anyways because you see like it's the same place where they would keep uh Pootie Tang along with the other uh pornographic VHS tapes yeah so (laughs) I found myself watching not like porn tapes because I never really found those uh, in my household. Now, my father, he definitely had some. But I didn't really find them um, in the house that I grew up in. But I do remember this one movie. If you haven't seen it, it's called Cruel Intentions. And I forget. Reese Witherspoon is in it. But I forget what this other woman's name was. But I thought... She was just absolutely gorgeous back in the day. And shit, till this day, she fine. Um, but I just remember there was this one scene and she was teaching this girl how to kiss. And for some reason, my little horny gay ass was just rewinding it. Like, what is this magic? I want parts. And... From that moment on, I found myself just, like, when I would watch a movie, specifically Cruel Intentions, and there were scenes of, like, these women kissing, (laughs) I would just be rewinding them. Yeah, uh, but from that moment, I didn't really have conversations about homosexuality or same gender love um in like a I think a healthy way uh I was raised very Christian so there was a lot of the you know if you're homosexual you're going to hell you're going to burn in the fiery depths I'm like wow okay I'm like six um I'm like seven I'm eight that's a fun thought to keep in the back of your mind or even in the forefront, especially if you like watching girls kiss. Uh, and especially if you get a little tingle. So I'm like, oh, all right. I'm just going to completely uh, forbid myself from feeling these things. And y'all, that didn't really work out, clearly. So I uh, <clears throat> go forward into high school or middle school actually and that's when I started like 
really struggling with my identity and I got like mistaken for a boy and you know bullied for you know cutting my hair short and looking like a boy I went by Danny for a bit and because it was it was a really like gender neutral name I cut my hair short because listen I was trying to be like Rihanna with my little pixie cut I had like my little um my little clips in my hair that was like blue and pink I wasn't here for none of the bullshit I have my studded belt my skinny jeans my skater shoes you couldn't tell me nothing it was like heavy emo phase um which has lasted until adulthood I'm still very uh I write sins not tragedies with the shits um but that aside it was a a tough time trying to figure out how to exist in my body and on top of that boobs (laughs) boobies I was like what I kind of have them but these other girls whoa hello um (laughs) and you know that's a very like ripe age for figuring out what pleasure means and I think I had started experimenting with myself um when I started you know looking at cruel intentions way too much um and I had found so much pleasure in, you know, just pleasuring myself that, like, around 7th, 8th grade, when I would get into spaces where other girls, more specifically, because the boys, like, I don't know, there's a very weird culture in middle school, especially with us kind of assimilating to this idea of gender norms um and it's like girls have to do this boys have to do this there's no in between there's no none of that so falling into that was just really strange and I I was a drama kid and in marching band and I was also a cheerleader so like you can imagine this weird toxic femininity toxic masculinity around me all the time but with the drama kids it was different and I formed this crush on this girl oh she's absolutely gorgeous to this day I think she got more fine with time like fine line uh yeah I said it corny I don't care um but there would be these like whether we're backstage or you know on a bus or shoot there was like a cast party for a play that I was in and like there would be these dares right classic like classic high school middle school shit there would be dares spin the bottle or whatever and this one time I got dared to kiss her my heart literally exploded out of my pants um (laughs) Because that's anatomically correct. Absolutely. So I realized like in that moment, yo, I like girls. I I like this. I uh, found pleasure. And 
I found pleasure with another person. Now, moving forward is when I really, like, I don't know, around this time I also had attraction to uh, more masculine folks as well. Um, But I realized, like, where they're at now, most of them identify as gay. So, what does that say? I don't know. Still figuring that out. But I got my, I had my first kiss at 13 with a boy. And that was alright. You know, he was was cool. Uh, We went to different schools though. And I don't know why I was so attached to this boy. Because he eventually ended up like dating like a 7th grader. And I was in like 8th grade. And I was like, he cheated on me with a younger woman. (laughs) So dramatic. Um, But moving forward, I like lost my oh actually no let me rewind because I hate this idea of losing your virginity like like someone with a a penis or even with fingers can even ever take shit like that away from you absolutely not I can be a virgin if I wanted to because the whole concept is trash it's absolute trash but anyways I had my first, like, penetrative experience uh, around, like, 16, and uh, I saw this man at uh, Kroger as an adult, and I was like, good God, what were you doing, sis, what were you doing, (sighs) and that was also my first experience with, um, what's it called, with oral pleasure, and pleasure, I'm using it very loosely here because this this young man did not know what in the hell he was doing. And I think this was also a time, when was this? Um, when was I 16? <sighs> math, 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 math. All right. Maybe I was, it was like 20, uh, 2009, 2010. And like... I think this was a time where internet was popping, internet porn was popping, and I think a lot of people got sex tips. One, especially in the black community, because people wouldn't talk about it, they just kind of act shit out and not know that, you know, not everybody is the same, not everybody experiences pleasure the same, and not everybody has the same kinks. And this young man did did some shit that I'm sure he thought was cute. And I was just like, bro, like, this is god awful. He, first of all, I'm not a fan of biting. Not a fan of biting. And I believe that my, my yoni is a fucking flower, okay? It deserves soft and gentle care and love and compassion and this young man literally takes his teeth and he's gnawing at it like this this boy is fucking hungry or something and I'm like all right this is terrible and mind you that was my first experience so I'm like is this really is this really what's gonna happen like is this really what this is about (laughs) if so I don't want it (laughs) 
Um, but anyway, it's moving forward. It was trash. I was, I felt like I was a sinner because, you know, I just didn't have what I, what I understood to be, you know, healthy conversations around it. Um, so I was terrified. And then like, fast forward to my first experience with a woman, that was a lot more glorious and beautiful and like, what I imagined things at 16 should have been. Um, But I was 20 years old in the middle of the Dominican Republic. And good God, it was beautiful, y'all. Just imagine, like, just imagine feeling overwhelmed by the beauty of what's around you from the trees the birds chirping the moon being like ever so present the stars in the sky when you can actually see them it's not like being in the city you can actually see the stars and uh, this beautiful beautiful woman and this beautiful man who's Dominican, uh, ooh, ooh, I'm spilling tea, I'm spilling the tea, yes, my first experience with a woman was in a threesome, brr, brr, brr. yes, um, and y'all, it was lit, it was absolutely lit, it was spiritual, we best friends to this day, <laughs> and, um, it really taught me that, sensuality and sexuality is so linked to spirituality because the connection that I had with both of these people um, really inspired me to really dive in to what pleasure meant to me and what spirituality meant to me. After I left the DR, I was a fucking changed person, okay? Totally changed. I had, like, stopped eating meat, cold turkey. I um, was really, like, deep into meditation. I started practicing more yoga and really being about, like, my holistic health. And maybe it was a mixture of nature and... I'm a sucker for an accent, <laughs> and especially if you can speak like different languages, child, come here, come on over, come on over, baby, yeah, <laughs> so after that, I was like, wow, okay, so this is what one head is supposed to feel like, um, two, this is new and different and this is what I heard was even more sinful than having sex before marriage having sex with multiple people oh my god you are the devil um so I had a lot of unlearning to do a lot of deconstructing to do um because I had realized that I was living based off of somebody else's experience of pleasure and based off of somebody else's fear and I don't want to do that 
I don't think anybody should do that. Um, and in that moment, like, once I came back, um, one, culture shock is real, because I was, I went to a PWI, a predominantly white institution, so you go from a space where there's, like, brown people everywhere, and beautiful brown people, because we're all absolutely gorgeous, to this space where it's like you can't go anywhere without reminders of how you have to be less than or be an other or you know abide by society's guidelines like it was absolutely awful um but one thing that I found was you know that pleasure within myself and pleasure that I could share now um with whoever I decided to you know be with um shortly after that I had experienced a really bad breakup um that was really toxic I had like ooh more tea so this is really healing y'all like I'm I'm really grateful for this podcast because now I I just get to talk about shit that I've experienced and maybe some of y'all have experienced something similar Uh, and if you have shoot let's talk about it like this is this is a space for that but um the last boyfriend that I had um we ended up conceiving so I was pregnant and um that was a really really big shock for me and a very like traumatic experience um and obviously you know I don't have a child so um I terminated the pregnancy which was also a very traumatic experience and my relationship with that person at the time he was very misogynistic and very like he didn't care to understand or perhaps he didn't have the capacity at the time to understand how severe that situation was for me he like spoke um, over my body as if it was something to claim he even after the whole situation called me up randomly and was like you know you're still having my babies, right? I was like, nigga, what? What? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> uh, you got me fucked up. Um, and I, I look back at it now, and I'm, you know, really grateful for those who were there for me at the time. Because there was a lot going on in my family around that time as well. So I, I didn't tell my mother. Like, I didn't hardly tell anybody in my family. So, yeah, it was It was tough. <laughs> And I was also in this really strange um, and codependent and toxic friendship um, with somebody as well that like, I was, I was in a, in a prime time of my artistry. I had just started like performing in a band um, with my ex and I started like just working for myself. I I haven't been, you know, employed since around that time. So 
I was really getting into this artistic career choice and this life choice um, of being a full-time artist and having like sexual trauma, like having terminated a pregnancy um, and then having people in my corner that weren't necessarily looking out for, you know, me and my greatest good and really just wanted what it felt like at the time and what I believe at the time was, you know, I was just, I was being used. I was being used by a lot of people um, for, you know, my time, for my intimacy, for my voice. Um, and that was absolute boo-boo. It was booty-doo. Um, <laughs> I laugh about it now because, you know, I I send forgiveness and love to these people now because... You know, I can't hold it on, hold hold it in my spirit, because that shit is heavy. It's absolutely heavy. But anyways, um, after that relationship and getting through that trauma, um, I started not exclusively dating women. Actually, yeah, I started exclusively dating women, um, mostly because... I wasn't, like, tickled by any of the men that came across me in my life. Like, none of, none of y'all, like, did anything for me at the time. Um, and I started dating this one chick that was also very misogynistic. And it's this, like, common misconception that in the world of, you know, the queers, the LGBTQA community, there's no misogyny. It's all, like peace love and unicorns and sunshine and rainbows but absolutely not there are double standards that can exist in the lesbian world and I like dove head first into them um and with this woman she was like you know we we started talking we had been talking for a couple months and she was my first experience like one-on-one with another woman and that was you know I think we had a a cool connection um especially because you know she was heavy into her artistry I was heavy into my artistry but she was like you know it's cool while we're talking if you want to date another woman um but if you I I don't want to talk to you if you talk to another stud or if you talk to a dude, like, I'm not going to talk to you. And I was like, oh, okay, good to know. We don't got to do this <laughs> because I already knew in myself that, like, one, we were not in a monogamous situation. And two, uh, who do you think you are <laughs> uh, to tell me, like, that I'm less than for well, at least this is how I perceived it. Who are you to tell me that I'm less than because I'm interested in more than just masculine women? Like, what? So that was wild to me. Um, and there's, you know, details in this timeline that we're going to talk about in another Voodoo Pussy segment. Um, but <laughs> I realize I've been talking about this for a long ass time. But um, moving, like, fast forward... Um, I got into my first, like, relationship. 
I came out to my mom and uh, I came out to my mom with that previous misogynistic woman um, because she also had double standards about like who was going to be the stud and who was going to be the femme and I was like alright this is boo boo we're not going to do that um, but I had came out to my mom because you know I told her that I was you know talking and entertaining this woman and you know my my mom like we we struggled for a bit uh, she's super cool now still we're still in a space of you know learning each other um, but, you know I'm very grateful to have had a positive experience um, or you know more positive than you know my siblings out there um, who have unfortunately experienced a lot of like abuse when it comes to you know speaking their truth the idea of coming out in general I think is fucked up because people should just in my opinion be able to just exist and speak their truth and do whatever pleases them like in terms of sexuality like do that do that bro do that sis do that sibling like just do it without this pushback um but anyways I actually no further on that subject I want this platform to be a space for anybody to you know send in a message send in a topic that you want to discuss send in your story whatever you've experienced um you can email me at healing at gmail b-a-r-e-s-o-u-l-h-e-a-l-i-n-g at gmail um even if you just want to like hit me up and you don't necessarily want a response and you just want to share your story like please please do um you are heard you are seen you are loved you are important you are valuable okay so coming out for me um again I'm fortunate to not have experienced like abuse um whether verbal or physical uh from my family but um I came out because I had gotten into a relationship uh, with a woman, and <laughs> I I'll introduce like nicknames and things as as we move forward in the podcast. Um, but I am going to introduce the very first nickname, and that is Voldemort. <laughs> um, I use nicknames as a way for, you know, me to experience, you know, I don't know, names for me can be triggers sometimes, so I like to lighten the mood by, you know, having a name (laughs) for people that have been in my life, um, so I'll call the woman before Voldemort was Biggie, and not because of size or anything, but because of that energy, that she had was very like notorious B.I.G. kind of vibes um so Voldemort uh had changed my world really um 
And we'll talk more about that, you know, with segments to come. I can't just, I can't just give it all to you right now, baby. You gotta, you gotta wait. You gotta wait for it. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but I did come out to my family uh, with Voldemort, and my mom had no choice but to, you know, support it and be there because. You know, I was very vocal about this love and this um, this venture and this journey and partnership. And I wasn't going to back down because I had finally stepped into myself. And that feeling inside myself was so powerful. And I'm very grateful to um, have been supported by Voldemort, by Voldemort's family, um, and, you know, eventually by my family as well. Um, so we'll talk more about Voldemort, um, and segments to come, but I'm going to wrap this voodoo pussy segment by saying, you know, pleasure is important and it's not just inherently sexual. It is a spiritual thing. And whether you are in a space of pleasuring yourself, in a space of pleasuring a partner, in a space of pleasuring multiple partners. Do it with the lights on. Do it with intention. And do it because you want to. That's what matters. Okay? Alright, let's go on with the show. I'd like to take this very necessary time to say that this episode of Bare Soul Sessions is brought to you by consent. No means no. Yes means yes. Maybe means no. Word? Bet. Alright folks, to close out this very first episode of Bear Soul Sessions, I'm going to play a tune that was sent to me by Chase Watkins. Chase on the bass, Chase bass on the ones and twos on Instagram. Um, that's the at name, Chase bass on the ones and twos. <laughs> um, but they sent me this track and it's just an amazing, amazing musician, amazing creative. Um, completely engineered and recorded all of my album bare soul played guitar played synths and you know just blessed the entire project and also just really hold space for healing inside self and inside their community so shout out to you chase i appreciate you i love you let's get into this music
all right folks here we are right back at it again i don't know where that accent comes from but it just comes out sometimes i don't even know yeah i don't know anyways um this is another episode of voodoo pussy and (laughs) y'all it's been going down recently um i'm not gonna make this uh about miss rona because she doesn't deserve that much energy um but i will say this has been a really interesting time um, of solitude to explore self this has been a really beautiful opportunity to just get in tune with self and i don't know about y'all but during this time for me it's really important for me to connect with myself physically, mentally, and spiritually um, in a romantic way. Um, it's, it's been really healing to find pleasure in self-touch. Um, now for a while, it's been kind of difficult because, you know, I haven't necessarily been in a space where you know it's my altar it's my a space of my creation um and a sacred space and when i have those moments with self i really like to set the mood i like to be romantic i think it's important to be romantic with self i'd be lighting candles i cook myself dinner uh, maybe i'll pour myself a glass of wine push the chair in for myself you know <laughs> wear something cute um and you know do a little dance for myself and I haven't necessarily been in a physical space to do that um, or at least not in a mental space to hash out that physical space for myself because really that's all it is you know having the energy and drive and motivation to say you know fuck whatever space I'm actually physically in whatever reality I want to experience is the reality I can create for myself It all starts within the mind. So I did have a breakthrough with myself. um, And I was finally able to come to a space, uh, pun intended, um, come to a space of peace and of manifestation. Um, And one thing that I like to do during moments of self-pleasure, however... Um, sexual or platonic I like to repeat different affirmations and different mantras and one of my mantras recently has been I am in alignment with my highest good and everything is aligning for the greatest good for all and while I'm enjoying moments of pleasure with self these are the things that I'm repeating. Another one is, I am in perfect health. I am healing from the inside out. And some of these mantras are also in the Moon Day meditation. Um, but in a space of self pleasure, uh, because orgasms are very, very powerful energetic experiences. So when we utilize that energy towards Um, a specific mantra, a specific goal, um, or a specific visual, 
I think that magnifies the potential of that mantra, of that goal, of that vision. I think it intensifies it. So, friendly suggestion, next time you are kicking it with yourself um, and romancing yourself or just spending time, I really strongly encourage you to just go inside self and perhaps utilize some, you know, self-touch techniques, uh, which we'll get into in a little bit, um, and utilize this moment with self to catapult you forward. Yeah, I know maybe it sounds crazy, but one way that I try to convince myself that I'm not crazy for this is, is like this. Okay. If you want something bad enough, you're going to want it as bad as you want to come. Period. You're going to want it as bad as you want to orgasm. And the work that it takes to get to the point of climax is the same work ethic you should have when you're going for your goals. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I think that's freaking genius because, I mean, at least for... Uh, can I say, can I say this? I'm gonna say it anyways. Fuck it. At least for like vaginal or clitoral orgasm. For me, you know, you gotta work up there. You gotta, you gotta get there. You can't just walk right into orgasm. I think it takes like the specific rhythm. It takes the specific pressure. There's a lot of these different elements that have to go into climax. So, I relate that to goals because there's a specific rhythm you've got to get into, a specific work ethic. Um, You've got to learn specific things. You have to study and focus and be diligent and disciplined. And that to me sounds like working up to climax. So, you know, just put that gem in your pocket. Um, Maybe utilize it in the future, maybe not do whatever you want with it. I do, however, encourage you to bring that into the bedroom with you. You know, put it under your pillow or something and just think about it another time. So last episode, I spoke a bit about my origin story and how I came to be myself, I guess, um, in the realm of gender expression or lack thereof, uh, sexuality, coming out, and relationships. So to add a bit onto that, I introduced uh, the character Voldemort and another character, Biggie. So I think that's still hilarious. Um, I'm driving in this, this cat was slowing down doing the most all right (laughs) anyways um so this quarantine has been particularly interesting because everybody's on their phones right which means everybody in the dms and (laughs) i want to just take this time to say chill the fuck out okay chill out 
pussy will still be pussy dick will still be dick strap will still be strap if we can take a break y'all and this is for those that have to travel to get the goods y'all like chill please um this is a really great opportunity to look into self and as far as like exes are involved this is not a good excuse or a good reason to be checking up on your exes especially not checking up on you know those toxic situations that you left you left them for a reason don't be thinking now life matters in a different way and oh maybe I should check in on them maybe I should make sure that they're good like I feel it I feel it do you boo I am just saying before you move forward with a thought like that before you slide in somebody dms ask yourself am I doing this out of good intention what is my intention why am I checking in Am I expecting something in return? And if you are expecting something in return, honey, boo-boo, child, check yourself. Check yourself. It is not worth it. You get to a space of spiritual well-being. And many of us take that moment and, like, toss it aside for a second, thinking that we're going to be able to pick it right back up. As we decide to do something out of, you know, ill intention or even a selfish intention. If you are expecting anything back in return from somebody that you used to rock with, used to be intimate with, whatever it may be. If you're expecting something from them now because, you know, oh, they're home. They've got time to talk. They've got time to hold space for me. Bruh, no, absolutely not chill the fuck out (laughs) chill the fuck out and give yourself the love and the time and the space that you want somebody else to give you right now calm your ass down I love you dearly but sit your ass down son I'm talking to myself too definitely been creeping on uh, social media definitely been lurking but that's not a fucking excuse okay so as uh as doja cat would say play with my pussy don't play with my emotions i'm taking that as let me play with my own pussy and not play with my emotions by bringing up old shit okay all right cool I think we'll just end it right there with this episode of Voodoo Pussy. We'll get on with the show.